Welcome back. And welcome in to those of you watching all over the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web. And uh, to all of you listening now on the full network all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, some great ways to do so. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us over on, uh, well, you can find Grant at Wisco Grant. You can do that. You can find us over on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can also track us down on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can watch the program there. You can also check us out on YouTube, and YouTube continues to grow, and we love it, and it's free. That's the best part about it. We don't charge a damn thing. We don't even get paid for that, and they keep asking us to, but that would insert commercials, so we haven't really done that yet. We haven't gone down that road. But uh, on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Show. youtube.com slash Show. You can watch us there and uh, chime in on the live stream, which we open up the live stream to you every day. And uh, which is free. Subscribe, uh, hit the like button. We appreciate all of that. You can find us on Twitch TV, which is a Twitch app on your phone or on your mobile device. On uh, Kick TV, same thing. Uh, on LinkedIn, if you follow us on LinkedIn, you can do that. Just look for Bill Michaels on LinkedIn. So there you go. There you go. There's all kinds of ways to uh, to get into that. Uh, Alex said, uh, just joined the stream. Have we talked about the Jackson Cheerio deal? We talked a lot about it yesterday, but. Um, we have not gotten into the details. I we just what we talked about and discussed, and not that I really want to get too deep into it at this moment. But when it comes to Jackson Cheerio, now the decision has to be made. Um, the decision has to be made by Jackson Cheerio, uh, and Grant, you brought up a really good point yesterday. So first of all, and, and when we were talking with Chuck Freeman about this too, is it, you're a kid sitting there going, "I got eighty million bucks sitting in front of me." I'm 80 million bucks. This is, man, this is more money than I ever dreamed I'd ever get. Okay. 80 million sitting right there. All you got to do is grab it. However, the agent is going, ah, I want to get the most for my guy. And that's an incredible deal for a kid that that's this young. However, if he comes down and he plays extremely well, you know, and you go through a couple of years of arbitration, you may not get the money up front, but in the long run, you're going to get a ton of gauge, a ton of gash. If indeed your talent holds which you would expect, you know, at, at that age, you're kind of like, uh, the world is my oyster, and I'll do whatever the hell I want. I, I can do this forever. And then there's the Players Association, who may say, it's a great deal for you, but you don't want to lower the bar for your talent and the numbers you can put up for others that are out there trying to get deals. So he's got a lot of things pulling at him. So I thought about this yesterday. If I were 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, and I'm sitting there with my family, and Matt Arnold walks in my door and says, here's a contract we want to give you so many years, 80 million bucks. Eight, eight years, 80 million bucks, or six years, 80 million bucks. My family goes, 80 million dollars? Eight, eight, what? Yes. The family's saying yes, take it. Or they're saying, oh, well, we can maybe, if that's what you're offering, maybe we can go 100. You know, and see, what, see if you bite, right? Maybe up it a little bit. But I think if the family and the friends... And you can pretty much you can pretty much write your own ticket for the rest of your life just off of today's contract and still have an opportunity down the road, if indeed you're that damn good, to then get another bite at the apple. I think I'm doing it in a heartbeat. 
I'm not going to listen to the the the, uh, the Major League Baseball Players Association. I'm going to I'm going to do that in a heartbeat because I'm taken care of. I'm done. In the grand scheme of things, I'm done. So you kind of wonder what's going through his mind because really, for that kind of money sitting on the table, it's just then whether or not he puts pen to paper and makes that decision, or what kind of advice he gets, or who he listens to. If somebody came to you, Grant, I know this is kind of far fetched, but and said, "Hey, here's eighty million dollars." Over the next six years, however, you if if over the next six years you play extremely well, you could be you could be earning two hundred million dollars. Then what do you do? Oh man! Well, I see. I make decisions like this all the time, so this is a really easy. Uh, <laughs> this is really easy for me. I, I did know, um, and, and I talked with Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel on my show last night, and he did say that Jackson Cheerio's family is very close knit. And they're very supportive of this. They're, they're a driving force behind this um, because they want some security for, for Jackson and for the family. Like, this is life-changing right. money. If he never gets another contract or another, pay, another payday again, they're set. Right. Um, and, you know, we think of professional sports contracts and, you know, Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper, you know, these guys who are going to make hundreds of millions. He's 19 or, or whatever his age is. This is life-changing generational money, and I totally get that for him. Yeah. I that I 100% get that I 100% get uh, so I that's why I'm I'm it's it's brilliant by the Brewers first of all it's impressive by the Brewers but second of all it's brilliant now if I'm Jackson Cheerio I'm saying you know man I can do this I can do that I can earn so much more and I can make more money down the road and I'm going to get you know but on the other hand if you run head first into the wall trying to make a diving catch and you never play again your money's guaranteed. You got eighty million bucks to take care of you. Now we all know what that equates to. By the time you get done getting the eighty million, take away twenty five percent of that, then another five percent of that, you know, for your agent. So we know it's probably down to to you know, by the time you're talking eighty million, it's probably about fifty five million. But oh well, semantics. And as long as you manage your money, then you're pretty much done the rest of your life. You're good to go. But. I get it, but then again, you're also betting on yourself to say, hey, over the, the next period of time, I can really bolster, bolster my numbers, learn the game, and by the time I'm really, really, really getting good, I've got another bite at the apple. I can go out and get another deal if I want to. So if I'm Jackson Cheerios, I don't think I'm passing on this. You may want a jockey for another million or five here or there, maybe a $10 million bump here or there, but – by the time it's all said and done, I think he, I think he's going to be signing the deal. Now, the other aspect of that is, you pray to God he's the right guy. Because if he's not, then again you've got another contract tied up in a guy that is a guy, but you're hoping he's the real deal. A lot of anticipation for Jackson Cheerios to come up and uh, and be impressive. And then it goes back to crowded outfield. Christian Yelich can he play first? Because if he could. And he does it well, that changes everything. Because now you've got a pretty deep and young, controllable outfield. You've got really, you're really good. Even if you don't move Adamas, you've got a real Bryce Terang and Adamas up the gut. You've got a really defensive, formidable up the gut middle with good center field play. Then all you have to do is fill in the spot over it. Then you go out and find yourself a third baseman that can hit the hell out of the baseball. I don't know where you're going to find him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here going, okay, go get this guy. But that would be the next person you get. And then you just start fortifying your pitching staff, and you throw darts at a dartboard. You bring in maybe one good arm, and the rest of it, you're just trying to fill it in. 
and let Pat Murphy do his thing. And I then you're not you're then no longer are you rebuilding. You are right there in the thick of things, and you should be, if not the favorite, certainly near one of the top two when it comes to the National League Central. Just a thought. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Uh, Ricky says, excited to see Jackson Cheerios up here. When do you think he does come up? Well, if they pay him, I, my assumption is he's going to get every opportunity to – be on the opening day. I would assume he's going to be on the opening day roster almost immediately. I mean, if you're going to pay him that kind of money, they're, they're not going to keep him in the minors. You wouldn't think, right, Grant? Correct well, me if I'm wrong. And, that, and, and that's another thing. You, you know, there, there's two sides to this, this financial coin for the Brewers. It, because they have now paid him and service time is not an issue, they can bring him up whenever they want, right? And they don't have right. to worry about service time. But the other side of that coin is because they've paid him, maybe they feel like they need to bring him up sooner than he's ready. Like maybe maybe three yeah. months in AAA would be a benefit to him. I, I don't know, right? So the, the Brewers now, they have motivation to bring him up or keep him down. It's it's a really tricky, interesting situation. I think it's a good situation, but it is maybe a little yeah. tricky. I You know what? And if uh, Now, the, the question then becomes, if your outfield is young and you decide to say Christian Yelich is going to be your first baseman, if he, if indeed he can play it. And first of all, it would be – you always would like a left-handed first baseman anyway. But if Christian Yelich then can use the quickness and athleticism that he has, the only thing that I fear is between bending and scooping and twisting and such is that that back suddenly begins to flare up. That's my biggest concern for Christian Yelich, which I hope he goes away and does a lot of core work in the offseason. But then he doesn't have to throw. And you don't have to see the manipulation of that. He, he doesn't have a great arm. Other than maybe, you know, a throw from, you know, 90 feet to the plate. But then you don't have to worry about the arm either, and that's not a liability. And then you've got three guys who can cover ground with good substantial arms in the outfield. Plus, you got a little bit of pop, 20 home runs-ish over at first base, and a decent batting average that's up, you know, and a better OPS that's up around 275. Dare we say 275, 285, somewhere in there, if he can kind of, you know, duplicate, replicate what he did last year and maybe even expound upon it, that changes everything. So there's a there, there's some good options for the Milwaukee Brewers, if indeed, and it all hinges on whether or not Christian Yelich can even make the move. That's the other thing. It's whether or not he's even able to make the move. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Kyle says, uh, re-sign Santana for one more year at first base. D.H. Yelich, which it would be good for him. And I, I would not have a problem with that. But you can you can flip-flop him, too. You can do that as well if you decide to do, to do so. But I agree. I think you're going to see Christian Yelich do more D.H.ing this season uh, if, indeed, they have a really good quality outfield. So... Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love, you're going to hear from Matt LaFleur first and Jordan Love a little bit later, but uh, we also have fantasy football coming up here in about 45 minutes from now as well. So stay tuned for that. By the way, I want to say thanks to everybody that donated yesterday. I told you the story, uh, the Irish cultural heritage center, they're a sponsor of ours. Uh, they have since uh, it's expired and we were talking about renewal. And then I get a note over the weekend that on Thanksgiving morning, now they're a not-for-profit, okay? They're, they, they don't, they're not out to make a ton of money. They're just out to kind of sustain their ability and their building. 
and they've got a lot of concerts coming up and a lot of things that they do fundraiser-wise. And their uh, bank account was hacked on Thanksgiving Day. Hackers bank uh, broke into the bank account of a nonprofit and stole every penny from them. The Irish Cultural Heritage Center, uh, no money. So they're going to get their money back eventually, but over the next 90 days, they're operating with zero budget, and they just need help. And I, and if you if you know the people down there, they it's not like this. It's not like they're running Irish Fest. Okay, they're not doing that. That they don't have millions for that. They've got tens of thousands, uh, you know, of money. They don't have millions. So they uh, they've got to pay bands. They've got to pay for suppliers and such. And I just said, you know what? I'll put the word out. If people want to make a donation, this is the way you do it. You go to ICHC.net. ICHC.net. It's five bucks, ten bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever it is you want to do. And yesterday, when I mentioned this, a lot of you listeners stepped up and helped. And uh, you know, Corey called me and he said, I, "I'm overwhelmed that people, you know, wanted to help, but uh, they were they were robbed." So ICHC.net, and at the top of the page, there's the donate button. You can go there, click on it, and uh, you can make a donation. And I believe it is tax deductible as well. So ICHC.net, ICHC.net. And uh, you can make a donation and just kind of help them out. It's just, it's a travesty what can happen via the internet. And somebody hacked the account. We've all been there, right? Somebody's tried to steal our money. Everybody's had that happen to them at one point or another. But in this particular case, when nobody was in the banks, nobody was on the computers, everybody's home watching football and eating turkey and enjoying a day with family and friends, the next day they come into the office and their bank account has been completely wiped out. That's ICHC.net. And then click on the donate button at the top. But they got a lot of good concerts, a lot of good stuff coming up. So if you're looking for some holiday cheer as well and you want to help them out, that's also a great way to do it. You can see it right there also on their website, ICHC.net. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. I know where I get a good feeling. Uh, usually cruising or laying on a beach somewhere. I don't know why, I just do. Just telling you. So if you want to, uh, I know the weather, and we'll take it. We are sitting here on the last day of November, 46 degrees outside. You can almost go out and play golf if you wanted to. Snow is pretty much uh, melted that we had the other day over the weekend. 
But we know it's going to get cold. And if you're going to start thinking about heading out, say, I don't know, to a beach somewhere that's going to make you rejuvenate the batteries a little bit, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, check out our friends over there at Cruise Planners. Land and Cruise Vacations. Kirk and the gang, they can help you out. Whether it's taking a cruise, putting you into an all-inclusive, putting you somewhere else in the country, out of the country, whatever it happens to be, they can do it. 262-344-0697. 262-344-0697. Toss that shovel aside, and they can even help you finance it. Again, 262-344-0697. That is cruise planners anywhere in the continental U.S. You can get a hold of them. So if you're listening to our program right now out in, say, Montana, and you want to get a family group together and you all want to head to Mexico, well, there you have it, 262-344-0697. He can help you out anywhere, anywhere at all. Uh, that being said, Matt LaFleur uh, talked to the media yesterday, went over the injury report a little bit. A lot of guys on the injury report, some guys close to hopefully coming back, uh, some guys obviously not practicing, no A.J. Dillon, no uh, Aaron Jones. The, uh, the, the, the thinness is starting to show when it comes to uh, the running back position, that's for sure. But this is Matt LaFleur meeting with the media yesterday. Aaron Jones, Jaden Reed did not participate. Then limited were Jair, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, Josiah DeGuara, Rudy Ford, Rashawn Gary, Eric Stokes, Dontavian Wicks, and uh, Robert Rochelle. Um, is it, was it groin for... AJ last week, is it, is it the same deal now? Yeah, same, same deal. We're just trying to get him healthy. <laughs> with uh, with Jaden, um, obviously you've had some really good offenses with all like a slot receiver, um, but what has he added to your offense? Has, I mean, he's really been a productive guy from kick Yeah, he's, he's just a heck of a competitor, and he's, he's helped us not only in the past game, obviously, but, um, you know, just getting the ball in his hands, whether it's on reverses, arounds, whatever it may be, screens. Um, and I, I love how he competes, both in the run game and in the pass game. So he's, he's made plays when given opportunities. Hey, man, is it, uh, is it safe to say that you'd probably rather have had at least one veteran receiver in that room to, to mentor guys? And what have you done to compensate for not having that? Well, I, I will say I think the the veteran guys in the room in terms of, uh, you know, Rome and Christian and Samari and Bo Melton, the guys that have been here, have done a really nice job of, of setting a standard in terms of how we go out and practice on a daily basis. I think Jason Brable's done a great job of holding those guys to that standard um, and then them holding each other to the standard. So it is what it is. Every year is a little bit different in terms of just the, the dynamics of that room and of each individual room. But I think all in all, um, you know, our guys are starting to make some progress in terms of just the production on the field, obviously, but we see it in practice, understanding what we're trying to do, the, the, the details of why we're trying to do what we're doing and how to get that done. And I think that's led to, to better play. From your experience, how difficult is it for a young quarterback to kind of have the patience to kind of use the checkdowns, not be so willing to throw downfield? Where do you think Jordan is in that process right now? Yeah, I think he's done a much better job um, of that because uh, everybody, everybody wants to throw it down the field. Uh, but sometimes you gotta you got to be calculated. It's got to be there. It's got to be the right read. And I think he's... 
what I've been so impressed with him, um, especially, you know, just talking about our last game was when, you know, we've been on him in terms of obviously you go through your progression within the timing of the play, but there were a couple instances where the pass rush hit home quicker than what you'd like it to, and he got to his check down on maybe his first hitch. Um, and I thought that was big-time progress in terms of just avoiding a negative play and allowing our offense to stay in front of the sticks because you got a much better chance of moving the chains, whether it's you know third and manageable or, or avoiding third down at all. So I, th I thought uh, just that feel for him to be able to do that, that, that was progress. Regard to pass rush, you guys have obviously faced a gauntlet of guys, Watt and Hutchinson, all of them. What differentiates Chris Jones among these elite pass rushers in this league? Well, he's he's so massive, um, and he's got he just has he's the total package. He's a big guy that can can really move. Uh, they do a good job of moving him around, and then you know you combine that with some really good players around him and the scheme in terms of a very aggressive style, uh, a lot of a lot of pressures, a lot of different pressures, and it's it's a deadly combo. So um, you know I've got a lot of a lot of respect for what they've been able to accomplish there, and this is this is a really good defense. Now, what was the difference in your um, pass rush? Did you think uh, against Detroit, against a very good offensive line? Did you think it kind of worked inside out or outside in, or was there anything specifically different? Um, you know, there were certainly some some of the games that we ran. I thought our guys were doing a really good job of picking for one another. <laughs> But, um, you know, then there were instances where when the guys got their one-on-ones, whether it was Kenny Clark, Preston, RG, um, all those guys were winning one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And I think anytime you can do that, it, it definitely, you're, you're going to have a much better day. And that's exactly what happened. And it was really, I would say, the collective effort of everybody that was in the game, whether it was Devontae Wyatt or, you know, KB or whoever it was. Your secondary has performed well. Uh, what's been the challenge for Greg or Ryan to coach those guys up uh, thus far? Uh, and then, of course, the big test you got coming Sunday night. Yeah, I, I think both those guys, and then Justin Hood in that mix, I think, you know, they they all work together really well. Um, I think they, they're excellent communicators, excellent teachers, and, you know, the guys have, have taken the coaching, and then Ultimately, they go out there and perform. And to see so many guys, uh, specifically young guys, get in there, and they're they're competitive, man. And um, I feel like we've been a little bit more aggressive, which has certainly helped us. Um, not to say that you're not going to get beat, but you have to have a short memory as a, as a defensive back because um, it's that next play mentality, both whether it was a good play or bad play. And that's just part of playing that position. But I think the guys have, have just done a really good job of taking the coaching and then going out there and executing. And talk about, you know, the, the Chiefs offense. This is a very explosive unit, one of the best in the league. Um, you know, there's not many quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes out there. And you combine him with guys like Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's that's uh, one of the best combinations in all of the National Football League. And I think you're seeing some of their uh, wideouts, like Racy Rice, is is starting to come along now. And obviously, MBS is there. And so 
Um, yeah, it's a very dangerous unit. It's going to be a great test for for not only our secondary but our entire defense. You mentioned Jones, but what was it that sticks out about their defense looking on tape? Obviously, they're ranked really high there. Well, I, yeah, I want to say they have 37 sacks on the season or whatever it is. Um, they just they do a really good job of challenging you, specifically, I would say, in the back end. Um, you know, they're very, very aggressive, especially when they play their man coverage. They're going to try to choke you out at the line of scrimmage. Um, and then all the different combinations that, that they bring – whether it's you know corner blitzes, a nickel pressure, safety pressure, they'll blitz the linebackers. They'll pr have different front structures. They do a good job of playing multiple personnel groupings to whatever you put out there. And um, you know I've been going against Spags for for years now, and I think he's one of the best in the business. Hey Matt, back in your uh, playing days, did you throw from a lot of different arm angles? No, I was not that talented, so. Why do you ask that? Because from a coaching perspective, I was talking to Sean about this, that you guys, you encourage that. If that's something that's required, that you're, you're, you're not a huge stickler for just, okay, you have to throw a ball one way. Is that a fair description of your coaching philosophy? Well, yeah, I think you've got to do what you've got to do to, you know, make the throw. And I think it's in today's world, in today's NFL, um, you're going to have to be able to change your arm angle and to get, to get the the ball around certain individuals, um, you know, rushers, whoever it may be, um, and you got to be able to kind of manipulate that throw, however you can do it. So have you seen that change in the time you've been coaching in the league, and how does Jordan kind of fit into that uh, idea? Um, I don't know if I've seen it change necessarily. I just think you see a lot more of these guys probably trying different things. Um, like I can't remember seeing as many quarterbacks nowadays like doing no-look throws and not that I'm a big proponent of that. Um, if you can do it, great. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that there, there's so much more exposure and seeing film of, of guys doing stuff like that. and. Um, Certainly, these guys want to probably try to one-up each other, and I think it's kind of evolved in terms of just changing arm angles, throwing off-platform, uh, throwing the no-looks, whatever it may be. Um, and I think Jordan's done a really good job. I, I mean, he had a threw a ball today that was incredible in terms of just changing arm angles and whatnot. And um, so, I think the more you do it, the better you get at. It. That a lot on his college tape, or do you think maybe he was influenced slightly by his um, former teammate and mentor? In yeah, I think absolutely. I think you, you know you'd be crazy not to learn from one of the best to ever play the game, and um, you know you're you're around it on a daily basis, and you see guys try different things, and that that gives you maybe encourages you to want to try to emulate that as well to a team playing well in December, is it any different than any other month? You've had success in December. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just staying consistent, staying true to your process, and, you know, really pushing to get better. Um, you know, I think these guys, like, just, it, this is a long season, and trying to stay mentally fresh as best you can. Um, is is an important part of that but I think the consistency showing up on a daily basis ready to work ready to put in put in the work and 
wanting to, to improve, I think, is really the key to that. All right, guys, have a good one. There you go. That's Matt LaFleur and talking about Spags and how they've kind of matched up mentally uh, more than a few times and what he's going to – what he believes anyway is going to be the chess match between Jordan Love, the offense, and then obviously what Spagnuolo is going to throw at him. Uh, a lot of talk about what I, – I don't, I don't necessarily – I don't know what the fascination is for – Sidearm passes and underarm passes and no-look passes. It's like, you know, look, Patrick Mahomes has been doing this for years. Aaron Rodgers has been doing this since 2008. I, you know, I, but we've got all of that, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe that's where the fascination is starting to grow. But as he said, we haven't seen as much of it until now recently, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of talk about that. You know, it's it's not something you're going to continuously work on now for the for, for the reason of specifically because it's bad mechanics. It it really that's not where you want to start. You want to you want to make sure your mechanics are sound first before you do anything else. Just throwing it out there. Let's do this. We'll step away. Take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. snowmobiling or snow skiing maybe a wine dinner a, a new year's eve party celebrate the roaring 20s and al capone's birthday or something who knows but uh, whatever you got in mind four seasons island resort on the beautiful muscano island up in pembine wisconsin great place to go great getaway as well go to the four seasons island resort you can call barb our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. You can also use the promo code Michaels15 when you give them a call. And you can say, hey, I get 15% off my stay. So you can get sent, not, not for the wine dinners or anything, but off of your stay, off of your room stay. And whether it's just lounging by the pool on the in, the big indoor pool, or maybe you want to take, uh, whether it's the UTV, the ATV, or your snowmobile out on the trails, you can do that. Uh, you want to get a walk in, you want to, you know, do things in the diamond room, you want to go to the lounge, you want to go to the sports bar. There's so many things to do. Or over to Pine Mountain, which is the ski resort. And they're making snow as we speak. So you can also go to Pine Mountain and uh, hang out there for a while. That's our, uh, that's our sister resort. So you can hang out there as well. But uh, two great places to go, a lot of fun, and so much just if it's a romantic getaway or if it's the family, whatever. Uh, get a hold of our girl, Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110, and, uh, and check it out for yourself. So the – and I still – it's like this particular game coming up, I'm getting into the chess match that could be in this contest because this is it, Right. For all the uh, opponents that the Packers have faced this season, this is Kansas City. This is this is this is the, if not one of the top two or three teams in all of football. This is your measuring stick. Here it is, you know. 
So the mind of Matt LaFleur, the execution by Jordan Love, and then the mind of Andy Reid with the execution of Patrick Mahomes against the mind of Joe Barry. I mean, and Rick, that's exactly right. This is big boy football now. And this is why it's such a good measuring stick coming into this contest this weekend. And I'm excited. Uh, I This was a game that had the Packers gotten destroyed – on Thanksgiving Day, this would have been the, oh, God, you know, a night game, don't want to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I always love covering games, don't get me wrong, but this would have been like, okay, what are we doing? You know, now you're just looking for something to grasp onto. But this game, because of what happened on Thursday, this game has become more elevated when it comes to its its spotlight. And I think the fact that, it, one, it's a Sunday night game, it's a standalone game, uh, two storied franchises that carry huge fan bases. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it, but the game on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, record breaker. Not for the season, all time for the NFL, short of a Super Bowl or a playoff game. The all-time record breaker for Thursday, for Thanksgiving Day. I should say, let me qualify that. For Thanksgiving Day, the all-time record breaker in viewership was that game was that game on Thanksgiving Day between the Packers and the Lions. That, that was, was a hell of a way to kick off your Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Over 30 million people watching that game. That's impressive. A lot of interest in the fan bases. Detroit is back. They, they're feeling it. The Packers fan base, they're starting to feel it again. So that's why this, this game coming up on Sunday night, big game. They, they've had a couple of big games. Like tonight, tonight's a good game. You got Seattle traveling to Dallas, both teams above 500, both teams jockeying for position. Uh, obviously, both teams looking at a wild card the way it stands right now. Can't and, and again, going back to the jockeying for position, you hate to say it, but you're kind of rooting for the Dallas Cowboys to knock Seattle off because Seattle continues to fade. That means the Packers can become elevated, you know. But uh, Dustin says, I cannot see the Packers winning this one, but if they compete, I'm going to be excited for the final five games. Uh, Jeff says, with Barry as the defensive coordinator, when uh, we held Mahomes in check during Love's first start, I that was two years ago. Was that Joe Barry's first year? That uh, I can't remember if that was his first year, or Mike Pettin was still here. I think that I think Joe Barry was here. I really do. I think that was Joe Barry. Yeah. Because Mike Pettin, I think, had left the year prior. I think Mike Pettin left the year before that. So, uh, Thomas says, Dion, the greatest college coach ever? Yes, the media likes to hype it up. Uh, no, he's not. D- Here's the thing, Thomas, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you this real quick. Dion's a hell of a motivator and a pretty good coach, but Dion is more hype. And for what he's done at Colorado, giving them four wins over a one-win season last year, tremendous. Was it four, five wins I think they had this year? Uh, and, you know, transfer kids in the portal, wanting to go play for them, and the hype and and the Aflac commercials and such. But there is – he um, – when he played in the NFL and he played in Major League Baseball, he walked the walk. In college football, there's more flash than substance. He's not competing for a national title. 
He's not in the top 25. Now, granted, he started out at a much, much smaller school and did wonders there. And this is his first year at Colorado. So, I, you know, you can kind of reserve judgment right now. But for all the hype, all I mean all the hype, because of the, of the name Deion Sanders versus the coaching record of Colorado, for all the hype, that fizzled quickly. Quickly. Because then they started finding out what big boy football was all about, and they got their ass handed to them throughout the season. I mean, they got beat up. Um, Jeff says, Hey, Bill, I'd like to pose a question that Dan Casper asked in Eau Claire this morning. At this point, would you sign love to a larger contract or a longer contract? I think it would be a, a little premature at this point. Would uh, love to take on this. Let's do this. I'll give you my take on that when we come back. Okay, let's do that. We'll, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Don't forget, 10 minutes away, Paul Charchian is going to join us. I'm uh, going to talk some fantasy football. If you got some questions, get them in. Get them in. And we're also going to talk about a lot of the, uh, the game coming up tonight and uh, also the injuries around the rest of the National Football League. we got to get into that. But we'll talk about would you now, would you right now, give a contract extension to Jordan Love after what you've seen and the, prog- the progress you've seen. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 11-30-2023. Good to have you. Good to have you. Hey, coming up this weekend, if you're going to be out and about in Milwaukee, tell you one place to go. Stenny. Here's the reason why. Going to the Bucks game on Saturday, go to Stenny's ahead of time. Go face first in the wings. Their food's just terrific. Ever, like I said, ever since, um, I told you this the other day, ever since Britt took over the kitchen, I mean, they, they already had good food, but it's just now gone to another level. Their food is fantastic, but they are the cheers of Milwaukee. Hands down. Stenny's is second in national and Walker's point. They run shuttles to all the games, Bucks games, Marquette games, Admirals games, uh, any of the big events in, in downtown Milwaukee or the surrounding area. Uh, they're taking a busload of people up to the Packers game coming up on Sunday. Tickets for that are still available if you want to take the bus up with them. They have so many things going on. Stenny's second in national, Walker's point, and it, like I've said, it's the cheers of Milwaukee. I just You walk in there, you feel like you're at home. It's a great atmosphere, a great vibe. Go to watch a game, you go to have dinner, you go for a party, you go whatever it happens to be, and you can even rent out the back room that they've developed. It used to be an outdoor patio. Now they've kind of enclosed it. 
and it's just a terrific space. So it just continues to grow. And then Lake Country is now on pace to be open in March, right uh, about the time March Madness gets underway. So I cannot wait for that because that's right down the street from my house. I'll be stuffing my face with wings every damn day. But that's Steny's second in National Walker's Point. And uh, as they say, you should be here. Now, going back to the question, going back to the question that uh, Dan Casper apparently asked in Eau Claire a little bit earlier today on the, on the morning show, would now be the time to start working on a contract extension for Jordan Love? Well, first of all, you can't do it in a calendar year. You can't do two of them in a calendar year. So you got to wait till after the season. But with what we've seen, Grant, what would, what would the value be? What would you put numerically? If you're going to put a contract together, if you, if you wouldn't even want to, what would the money be that you would put out there for Jordan Love right now? I would probably start with uh, the number that Geno Smith had. I think he was three years, $75 million, and some incentives in there as mm-hmm. well. I don't know that Jordan Love can completely balk at that. There's probably some negotiating, some back and forth, but, but that would be mm-hmm. my starting point, Geno Smith. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that high. For f- that's tough. But part of me says, okay, if we're gonna go three years, I'm going three years, sixty million. See if that's a negotiable deal. Three years, sixty million bucks. Okay. Um, with incentives, with incentives. Um, but. I I don't even know if I would give him a contract extension right now because of what I said, and I've got to stick to my own my, – my, th- that means I'm buying into the hype that we've witnessed over the last couple of weeks. And the last couple of weeks have been good. I gave you the statistics over the last four games. I mean, he's throwing for 65% completion percentage, uh, touchdowns way outweigh, eight touchdowns, two picks. I mean, it's, it's just way outweighs what he's – you know, what, what the numbers would be. But – um, but it way outweighs the bad that we saw earlier this season. But also, four games does not a, not a season make. So I don't – if I had to sit down and approach it right now, if I'm Brian Gutekunst and I'm thinking of a number, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not going down that road yet. I'm not going to jump into the – I'm going to give him a contract extension. Not yet. I want to see how the remainder of the season here's – the, here's two things that I want to see. One, what happens on Sunday night. That's the first thing. How does he play? How does he how does he handle pressure? How does he handle one of the best defensive coordinators in the National Football League? That's one. Two is I want to see then what this offense, this team does against the bad teams coming up. That that's that would be the next thing. That would be the next thing I would do. Is okay. You play competitive football. You beat the Lions. You played competitive. You're, you're kind of playing with house money now. You beat the Lions. Okay, that gives you that gives you a play game. So now, let's say you play really well against Kansas City, but yet you lose on Monday night to the Giants. You lose to the Bears. You know, in a rivalry game. I don't know that I'm going to jump on that bandwagon and say, "Man, you're worth 60, 70 million bucks." I just don't know if I can do that. So I I think if I'm Brian Gutekunst, would I give him a contract right now? If I could, no, I wouldn't. I want to see how the rest of the season plays out. I already had my idea four weeks ago, three weeks ago, and my idea has been swayed, but now can you push me over the edge? You know, that's, that's, 
Uh, that's that's the direction I would go. Now, it doesn't mean in the offseason, like let's say you get to the end of the season, all of a sudden you find yourself sneaking into the postseason. If he sneaks into the postseason, then I'm even more impressed. And the other aspect of that is, remember, the first time Rodgers got to the postseason, and I'm only going to compare this because of the way they played. Rodgers, they got punched in the mouth early on, and you're like, wow, you know, this Packers team's going away. And then Rodgers started – he just became a surgeon and brought them back into that game. And it wasn't until a sack fumble uh, actually cost the Packers uh, the shot of advancing against the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going to wait and see. And remember, the Packers had to win to get in in that last game against the Cardinals, and they come back and face them again the next week. So I think I'm going to wait and see. Um, I, I think I'm going to wait and see what the number would be. I'm going to wait and see. 877-867-1670. Uh, it is time to get some fantasy football questions in. If you got some, send it to us. We want to hear from you. Uh, Paul Charchian is going to be joining us coming up uh, just after the top of the hour here. So stay tuned for that. We'll get back into this discussion. Also, speaking of Jordan Love, bottom of the next hour, we're going to hear from Jordan Love. So that's coming up as well. That's coming up as well. So I, I, want, to, I want to get into that. So we'll, uh, we'll hear from Jordan Lowe. We got Paul Charchian coming up, fantasy football. Uh, last hour today. What, what do we have in the last hour? A little buy, buy or sell today? Oh, we had a lot of buy or sell. Yeah, big buy or sell. Oh, we got a lot of buy or so sell. It'll be a fun today. way to wrap up the show. Love some buy or sell. Love that. Buy or sell. What do we miss? All that kind of good stuff. Hang in there. Hang in there. Got it. Uh, two more. Two down, two to go. Two more hours of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up right after this.